Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined by Carl Donnelly. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good man. How are you? I'm really good. Fantastic. I'm I'm, on top of the world. And Alex (laughs) from Bristol. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Manchester City 1-0. First game of the season. We never win our first game of the season. Not Not least against the team like Manchester City, the champions of England. And all the narrative was about, oh, Harry Kane, he wants to go to Manchester City. Pep Guardiola's Manchester City's incredible. They're going to win it all. They're the only possible contender for the Champions League trophy. Only them of England can take on the might of PSG and Neymar, Messi and, and Mbappe. And that little old plucky Tottenham turned up and turned the entire script on its head. What a fuck! Do you know what? Like a sort of Ken Loach film or something, mate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mate. I, I, not not one. Actually, I was going to say I didn't doubt it for a minute. The first ten minutes were horrendous. <laughs> and yeah, I they, thought, were, they were rough, man. I was really, <laughs> it, yeah. There was it was hard to watch, but then you could just tell there was that moment where everything just slightly shifted, and we had a couple of little breaks, and they sort of shit themselves. It's like when a boxer just gets clipped for the first time and you see them suddenly go oh actually i'm i'm at threat here yeah and the game shifted mate yeah absolutely um alex what 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 can you tell me the state of your your ass oh um during that first 10 minutes was it puckering uh yeah so i watched it um i didn't watch it alone for the first time in god knows how long which was a, which was nice a sad state of affairs i know yeah um but yeah, like I mean, to be fair, for, the first ten minutes. For the record, kind of... I did I did watch it alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first ten minutes was kind of what I expected, uh, really, because as much as everyone's, you know, particularly me with Nuno and getting rid of Mourinho, you know, I'm I'm I feel like I've got a bit of my club back anyway. Uh, so I was still I've been pretty positive throughout, but then you see that starting lineup, you think that's that's genuinely worse than like our best situation last year no yeah. Kane, no Bale, no Wendombele, no Aurier like Sanchez and Dyer at the back yeah and you're just like this isn't right you're meant to go into the new season with with you know nice new shiny things not not the thing that you you know found when you're cleaning out your boot um <laughs> and uh so the first 10 minutes kind of went how, how I expected really um but yeah after that I mean, City just, it's weird. City just kind of, I mean, we were great, particularly second half, but City just kind of stopped after about 15 minutes and we're like, and just like went down to like a walking pace. It was really weird. And then we kind of had a couple of counter-attacks that kind of just got us back into it. Um, And we kind of just went from there, really. I think, I think it was that. I think it was that that when they realised, like what, um, what Carl just said, in terms of being clipped and then we started showing our, our force, our ability to hurt them and it wasn't uh lucky breaks it wasn't like it, at times under Jose Mourinho it felt like the transitions were or the counter-attacks were um almost luck we'd win the ball pass the son Kane they'd break and that tactic that, that, that he'd created with Sacramento 
in really exploiting the positions and uh, and the scenarios where we found ourselves at that, uh, on the break with loads of space, you know, it, that worked effectively. But it always felt like we won the ball by some sort of lucky bounce and then we broke away. Whereas this was so systematic. Every single time we got the ball, it was about how quickly can we get this ball forward? Yeah, and how yeah. can we tack in numbers? And I think specifically... That was down to the formation that he tr- he played and that four three. He went I'm, very I'm, narrow. I'm in love no, with the, that. The front three were were very narrow, and I think um, I think he expected us to press. I think Guardiola expected us to press Diaz, Ake, and Mendy like quite directly, like almost free on free type of press. But we didn't really do that sh- straight away. We let them come out partly, and then tried to kind of narrow it and and make sure that they couldn't get balls into like Fernandinho and. And, and Gundogan and then Mendy always gives you a shot I mean Hoiberg dispossessed Mendy didn't he like after about 10-12 minutes yeah like, literally just took it off him um and that happened two or three more times afterwards and I think yeah you're probably right it was it was at that point where he, where he suddenly you know took a jab to the nose I thought oh and then uh probably went a bit safer but no, also like them front that there was that that nice thing of them front three was sort of mixing it up a bit you know they were moving around they weren't sort of rigid and like and I, and I think genuinely that sort of that, that first couple of little breakaways just you know because Mendy isn't that good you know he's obviously not he's over he's not worth his cost for what, what he's done at City yeah. you know I genuinely I think there was an air of they sort of just shit their pants a bit didn't they they realized that they had three absolute rapid players running and moving around you know and obviously more and Bergwijn, you know, not exactly the most clinical finishers in the Premier League, but they're they're, they're quick, and that still scares players, isn't it? Yeah, and and this is the thing: is that these, uh, as Alex said at the top, right? These are these are players, Bergwijn and Lucas Moura, that people would probably be wouldn't have batted an eyelid if they left the club. They'd probably think that was good business. If we got forty million for the pair of them, I think it was good business. But Lucas Moura, especially. I know Tanganga got the man of the match, but uh, we will come on to his impact on that game and his performance because it was outrageous. Um, but Lucas Moura was doing things that they paid Jack Grealish huge amounts, huge amounts of money to get Jack yeah, Grealish. Well, most Grealish of the, in. the break, he sort of was tended to be the main man in all the breaks, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? It sort of started. Yeah, he just floated past players, and uh, like every time he got the ball, he was just like, "Go on, go on, yeah. Lucas." And and like, again, this is a player that most of us don't. Like, you know, we we don't. I think a lot of us don't really think he should start. Um, but right now, based on his performances in the preseason, but especially this game, because preseason doesn't mean a great deal. Especially this game, he was he was fantastic, and he was he was the he was the jewel in that tactic. It was if he if he couldn't carry the ball as well as he did, and literally floated past. A team that cost an absolute fortune. They, Pep Guardiola must have had absolute fucking kittens every time he picked the ball up. And I had yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. that he would be successful in every dribble he took on. Like, I know he lost a couple, but he was so brave. You know when you talk about managers being brave? They want you. They want their players to be brave. It was Lucas Moura's game yesterday was about him being brave. Like having the bollocks to take people on, not just pass it off, not just keep possession. Because there are lots of this, this game... So certainly in the first half where we didn't have possession, we had to give it up to Man City and that's always going to be the case. But if you don't have a great deal of possession like we didn't do in the first 15 minutes, you're going to need to rely on players to take, you know, grab hold of the ball by the horns and just think, actually, I'm going to turn the tide here. 
But what... you know, I, thought, I, thought, I was going to say about Mora, actually, like, I do think, you know, under Mourinho, he got a bit of a... Like, basically, because he does... When he gets the ball, he does take people on and he does lose the ball now and again. And I think that's what does him a bit of a, you know, disservice and that people then think, oh, he's fucking rubbish, man. He got the ball away again. But actually... You want somebody if he's if he's trying to go past players fifteen times in a match and he loses it three times, you know you'll take that in it because of the other twelve. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas I like under Mourinho, was... under Mourinho, we weren't breaking that much, even though that was the idea. It never happened. So he didn't get a chance we... to actually. So the few times he would lose it, you know, it would look worse because we he wasn't getting as many chances to actually succeed. And two things on Mora as well, like under Mourinho, he was starting, he was attempting those those dribbles from such a deeper position that even if you manage to get past one or two or get into a little bit of space, you've still got an awful lot more to work to do for it actually to look yeah, yeah, yeah. relatively effective. And and also, think of how much football he's played. He got run into the absolute ground at the end of Mourinho's first season and yeah. pretty much through three quarters of the, of the next season. You know, he played almost every game. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he, he played a hell of a lot of football. So... Yeah, I mean, look, you know, consistency is the key, and we'll see. But um, he he was great. He he really was. He really was great. And Deli Ali was great as well. Yeah. And yeah. it was such a. I love these types of performances because it was. I don't know if you've seen that um, that clip of of basically a minute towards the end, and it kind of culminates in that Davinson tackle. Oh yeah, yeah. On the board. And it was yeah, just quality. brilliant. And, and although Gary Neville did my absolute head in yesterday, and I'm a big fan of Gary Neville, he drove me nuts yesterday. But what he said was absolutely right. It's like this game is an absolute throwback. You know, Tottenham are that you know they're not just sitting deep and and you know and, and smashing it as far as they can every time, every chance they get. They're going to meet in City in the middle of the pitch and uh, and competing for everything. And Tanganga was doing that from minute one. Yeah. I felt that I genuinely felt like it was reminiscent of that when the when it clicked under Poch, yeah. where everyone was just putting a shift in, man, and it was pacing the team, and it was all sort of just getting in people's faces. It was quality, man, and that's, that's the first time I've seen that since probably you know that that sort of last season. A few, a few times you saw it under Poch. You know, I know we had a bit of a rough season. We needed a bit of refreshment, but you know there were still times we had we did it, but like that there was. You know, there's a couple of seasons before where we just had times where we were just we were just horrible to play against because we were so full on, and like that it was it was nice to actually finally get to see a bit of that again. And Deli yeah. Ali being a perfect example of somebody who used to do that, and then in the last eighteen months, and he's sort of been guilty of just switching off a lot, isn't he? And uh, and actually, when you see him and he's he is sort of putting a shift in, you realise just what he does for the team. Well, and there was a lovely moment as well, just towards literally just towards the end of the first half, where I think it was Lucas and Delhi. Um, so basically, they, I can't remember. We'd lost possession. Uh, tried to go. Someone's tried to go past them. It might have even been Delhi. Might have lost lost possession, and the kind of ball bounced out towards the touchline. And him and um, Luke yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely sprinting for it. And you saw Delhi react immediately after getting the ball, thinking yeah. he could win that tackle. And I haven't seen that from him for 18 months, two years. No. And it was just like, Jesus, that, like, it really stuck out. To, I don't think he even won it in the end, but it really, it really stuck out to me. He ran like 12K yesterday. Yeah, he was there, like, like 2K more than any other player on the pitch. It's yeah. mad. Which is not, he's not, that's not his game, is it? It's generally floating and moving into space. And, and you know, when he's at his best, he damages 
teams. Well, maybe by... it should be though. We say that a lot about you know when he's at his best because obviously that's what we've seen him do. But he's three years older, yeah, and he's two, three years older now, and he hasn't got that that luxury of not people not really knowing you know where it is and a system that was essentially built for him and Kane at that time. So, you know, he, he's he's got to adapt himself, and that was a really good show yesterday but he could maybe he could be a bit more box to box well he looks absolutely fantastic as well like his physique he's built yeah. um you know compared to you know if you look at him when he in, in his breakout season it's obvious to say because he was so young when he joined spurs but he was a boy he looks like a man now which he's a big him... lad as well he's tall and you know he is he, he's not because he, yeah when he when you first remember seeing him do you remember like because he, he what he did look so young even though he's tall, he didn't look it. You know what I mean? He looked like a little skinny boy. Yeah. And sort of because he's quite skillful as well. That's what you just assume that. And when you actually see him like stand next to like people like Dyer and that and people that are a bit of a unit, like he actually holds his own size wise. Definitely. And I think a lot of that's down to his new haircut. Like I look at him, it's like that old pre when you used to play Pro Evo and you'd always <laughs> have the players that you'd recognise because they had a mad haircut. Yeah. It's yeah. like I give him more props now. Like he's like he just I give him you know, if you get like rank, ranking players out of ten if he was a six, he'd be a seven just because he's got got that haircut. If he gets neck toes, eight every game. That like that, that I, I rate it. I rate that he's trying to just impose himself physically and and um, physically on the pitch, physically f- the way he looks physically. <laughs> all the physicallys, basically. That's what Deli Ali's all about. How physical can he be nice. physically? Yeah. Um, someone posted a, a picture of when we drew uh, the the first game of the last full season we played against Everton last season. Um, we lost 1-0. They played us off the park. It was horrendous. And um, compared to this one now, same players. Exactly the same players. The same, like, like Alex said, there was, there was no, none of the new players started. Harry Kane wasn't there. And I think he, he, he played against Everton, I think. And it was a completely different uh performance it was a, uh, but more than the performance the attitude like they're playing for nuno and and, and it's that that's that, that's the the difference he, like like do you remember when uh, Jose Mourinho went same uh what was it same players different manager yeah yeah yeah, yeah well these are the same players different manager again like you, i mean and not to sort of be cynical about it because i want to believe that suddenly there's this great new spirit in the squad now mourinho's gone They've got this nice fucking geezer in charge who we all like. Uh, but it, there might also be that thing, you know, there's been a lot of rumours about uh, Sanchez going or Ta- Tanganga going out on loan and stuff. Like, there is that thing, part of you, there's a part of me that sort of thinks, were they just really trying to be like, don't make me go to Turkey or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Could was... you imagine Tanganga's sitting there, right? He's sitting in the office, he's sitting in front of Daniel Levy and he's like, Right, Jeffett. Um, <laughs> we've had an offer from Galatasaray. It's not even one of it's not even one of the, one of the minor Turkish clubs yeah. like Trabastabor or whatever yeah. they're called. Right? It's the big one. It's either it's either Besiktas or it's or it's um, or, or it's Galatasaray. And he's like, mate, I'm from Enfield. I yeah, yeah, the yeah. furthest I've ever travelled to a game is like ten minutes on the bus. And you <laughs> he's, not, send me... he's, not, he's not going to into the cafeteria going any news from Istanbul. No. <laughs> and he's got and, and he's sitting there, he's like, You wanna send me to hell? And, and I'm not saying Turkey's hell or Galatasaray. I mean like, you know, we live in very kind of you know, a, a world where you've got to be careful what you say. 
Yeah. But Galatasaray's own supporters say, welcome to hell when you go yeah. to their ground. And you want Jaff, little Jaffa your ta- Tanganga to go over to fucking hell and play football? Yeah. No, mate. And that's why this performance against Man City was so important. We'd seen it. He had it in his locker before. Right? Yeah. We know he's had moments where we thought Tanganga's good. And then he's had moments like against Newcastle away where we thought this guy isn't any good. And actually that game... Also, Sanchez, I, I looked at that performance and go, this guy, I'm amazed. I'm not only amazed that this guy plays for Tottenham and Ajax before him and is an international Columbia, uh, for Colombia. I'm amazed that he's actually a professional footballer. And yesterday's performance, along with Dyer, was top draw. But I just want to go, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second and perhaps why they perform so well. Before that, let's talk about Tanganga because... He he was the catalyst for the change in momentum in that game. So you know Manchester City were well on top. They were all over us for the first 10, 15 minutes. They could have been on another day 3-0 up. And there was a moment on the right-hand side where Tanganga was tussling with, I think, Sterling. And he literally threw Sterling to the ground. Not in a sort of, not, not in a way that was any way illegal, but it, it was just about strength. And it was about desire. And it was about who wants it more. And in that moment where he threw Sterling down, you know, a, a player who's, you know, would, would walk into nearly any team in the league, you know, he, he bullied him. Yeah, and he did yeah, the yeah. same thing against Grealish as well. He just threw Grealish away. And you imagine Tanganga is like, I mean, he's, he's, I don't know what he's on. I know he signed a new contract last year, but he must be on 10 grand a, a week. Compared to those two, Sterling and Grealish, which he absolutely pocketed the entire game, he's on a pittance. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, and he showed himself worthy of being up against, not only worthy, superior on, on you know, on that, in that game. And it was his energy and his belief and his desire to play for the shirt that changed the tide of the game and gave us a bit of impetus. And you, I mean, you heard the roar of the crowd when yeah, he did yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, it's not rocket science when it comes to, comes to that type of stuff, you know. And he's to get a crowd up like that. And it's and it's important, especially at somewhere like Tottenham, where you know we are a bit, you know, we do get on them pretty quickly. You know, things aren't aren't working. All right, a bit of grace period when it's someone like Man City. But if you can see someone doing that type of stuff, then it it gets the crowd up, whether you're making fouls or not. I mean, he was probably lucky to get away with a bookie in a couple of times, but um, you know, he was. I'm, I mean, I'm going to pay him the highest compliment I can now, uh, and he he reminded me a bit of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, go on, go on. Because anyone that has played football against me, uh, that's that's why I'm that's what I'm like. Just this uh, is a self-titled Razor Rico. Is a yeah, cross just, between Razor Ruddock and Tariko. Just constantly around your ankles, pushing little niggles there as you go around for just never off you, right? You probably give six, seven fouls away. You know, it's uh, Ask T when he's on. He, he, he I, I want. We'd been friends a long time, and I still managed to to make him like snap his head back and look at me in a way that had never he'd never well, looked at me before. With all due respect to what you're saying, Alex, uh, you're not Jaffet Tanganga, no, and T is, is definitely not Grealish. Or yeah, uh... my point is, is he played that that element of his game was played like a like a fan, like you say, playing playing for the playing for the shirt because it's just a question of well, you're not, you know, I don't give a fuck who you are. I've got a point to prove here. And it all relates back to, you know, is he going out on loan? I'm sure those discussions are in there. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably it's been laid at his door, that decision as well, about whether he goes or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, 
and that all helps to you know fuel the fire. And I was just yeah, I was I was proper chuffed for him yesterday. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad he got man a match as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was the best player. He was he yeah, yeah. Like, on, on a on a pitch that was full of talent, you know, and, and certainly full of cost on Manchester City side. I, just, I read a stat that um, the the back four of Manchester City cost twenty million pound more than our entire squad, uh, our entire first eleven, um, which just you know, shows how much money Manchester City spend on their players. Um, yeah, but Tanganga was just superb, and it just it followed on from that performance against Arsenal in preseason. I know, I get it that. The, the the jeopardy isn't there on, in a preseason game, but it was Arsenal and he was fantastic and made the goal and he just wants to play. And do you know yeah. what else? Well, do you know what else as well, Flav is is that there was extra impetus on on him as well as the as the defensive side of that lopsided kind of back four because we've tried to make sure that you could see that with Sanchez and Dyer we've tried to start make sure that the play doesn't start from them. We tried to take the play away from those two two centre halves in terms of it's the of weakest starting, part of the game, isn't it? Of starting the build up, and we tried to take the emphasis away from them so that the, so that they weren't as fo- as a, um, focused on. And that's what used to really annoy me about the whole with the Mourinho thing. And we would say, and we'd have discussions like us in the group, and you'd have them um, on Twitter and that type of stuff. Well, and people saying about, well, it's the players, you know, this is this system's fine. It's the players that can't do it, and it's like, well, don't. If if this players can't do it, don't build a system around the players asking them to yeah. do it. <laughs> it's not what, fucking rocket science. And what, it used to drop up, and people saying, "Oh, it's the squad, it's the squad." You know, this isn't Mourinho's fault, or what else do you expect him to do? He's a winner, but he can only do so much. Well, he's not, then, is he? He's not the manager that he says he was because you can't. You're not doing. You're not being pragmatic about it. They, they like, can't. They can't be really bad footballers. And like you're right. You're right, Alex. And and uh, I, I think. I was guilty of it. I think a lot of us were guilty of it. Looking at, yeah, you know, you were. Before... yeah, well, I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there were there were other elements of the fighting cock who said uh, there the, there are certain players that were garbage, and um, and I won't, I'm not I'm not going to name names, but what, uh, you were Sanchez, you mean? Yep, yeah, hundred percent. Hold my hands up there. Uh, I thought uh, Sanchez was trash. I thought Deli Ali was one of the most overrated players um, that there has ever been. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think that I, I, based on what I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road again because I'm happy with what Deli Ali's doing. I'm really excited about him proving me wrong. Like that means a single fucking thing. But I am, you know, I there, there, there were there were elements of the people surrounding the podcast who were, you know, saying that the the squad is garbage, and it just goes to show that that's a nonsense statement because all of these players are so good. They're so much better than... All, yeah, all of... and I think that, but that's a lesson I think to, like, I, most football fans need to learn. You know, I think a lot, you know, because they're the people you're booing when they're messing up. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately, I, I, I've always been of the mind that, you know, the, the buck stops with the manager. You know what I mean? I don't care if it's individual mistakes. I, I think, you know, the good managers get players to play well. That's the, that's the job, isn't it? You know, Mourinho was being paid so much money to take us forward, move us on. You know, and he just he he just gutted it. He made it shit and gross, and I hated it. You know, I've sort of I've not you know I've I've I've, talk, I've chatted to you, Flav, uh, in private. Not it sounds like it was some sort of I was crying in an alley or something, but you know, <laughs> about how I genuinely past four on a Saturday morning. <laughs> but I felt so distant from Tottenham for the last 18 months. A lot of us did. Yeah. We, we, a lot of us had Because of Mourinho. And that was like, it. and it, I never ever at any point during them shit performances that I was struggling to even 
I started struggling to even just watch and enjoy even when we uh, kick off. Um, and it was, you know, I never once blamed those players for those shit games, the games where we got a lead early doors and then defended for fucking 80 minutes and then threw it away. Like I never, ever at any point of that thought, this is the player's fault. I always, I always said this is his fault. That and, fucking bastard. We should have talked talk to him during this, Carl. I was done, mate. Honestly, I tapped out. I've not done. I, I, oh. I genuinely have not tweeted about Tottenham. I've been so like done. And when you, I was and Al, Al, before you, before you go on, because I just want to pick something up on, on what Carl just said. Um, you, I remember you saying, but I'd be like watching the game on the sofa and be in the WhatsApp group, and you'd be going, "I'm bored, I'm bored," and I'm um, honestly, I'm half on my phone, chatting to birds on Tinder. <laughs> and I'm half watching the game, and I used to re- read that, and I think I always knew you were an egg. But, <laughs> but um, you're right. It was it, uh, based on what Carl just said as well, and and I wouldn't admit it at the time because I was just like, well, this is what winning is. This is what we need to do to win. We've got a winner, a serial winner. He's never been to a, a football club ever in his professional career and not won something so he's going to come to Tottenham and he's going to win something but the cost was that it made you Alex who's one of the most passionate Spurs fans I've ever met who's really really into it tune out and and and, and what you said Cole you tuned tuned out and I did as well but I just forced myself because I didn't I didn't want to believe what I was seeing and witnessing around us which was uh, your situation is a bit different as well because it's your livelihood you know, no, you, no, what, what are you going to no, do? Hate it so much that you tune out and then hate your job every day? No, but I was angry at you for tuning out. Wait, yeah, because, I know that. And I was angry at you for... for we were all angry at each other. Jose Mourinho split our WhatsApp groups. Yeah, he did. He took the fighting cock down, mate. That would have been that would have been his worst legacy. <laughs> you know what? Uh, right? um, that's why... Like, I don't know about you, Carl, but I was genuinely excited for you. Like, before the game started, you know, I was pretty sure we'd get... Not pumped, but, you know, I thought it would be probably... Relatively oh. straightforward, but I was excited, genuinely excited. And I said to to, to Anthony, who I was watching it with, um, and said, and even the first ten minutes, I'm like, my aunt, my like, my old April's going. This is lovely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this exactly. is so nice to be invested again. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice to like just and you know I know I know there's some Spurs fans who are a bit you know not down on the Nuno appointment. But, you know, it was that thing where it just took away expectations. And that's why mm. I was like, that's the best appointment you can have then. Because the problem with the Mourinho is it created this, this whole new wave of expectation among the sort of the people so desperate to win. It's at any cost. And I thought it was a great appointment. And actually, you know, it's that thing. I just like I just think he seems like a he seems like a nice bloke. And I don't uh, sound, some people don't give a fuck about that, man. But no, that's what we loved Pochettino because he seemed like a good guy who seemed incredibly sort of caring towards his players and his squad. And it created this lovely atmosphere at the club that, you know, was probably the best in my lifetime. And then I, 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 I'm not saying that that's going to happen now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to jinx it. You know, and after one win, I don't think we should all start sucking each no, other what, off. No, right? what this is about, what this is about, Cole, this is about like if Nuno, fingered you you wouldn't call the police if, uh, if, absolutely not if jose Mourinho had you would you hands down you'd be like this is this you are a fucking you are a, a monster <laughs> if Nuno did it you'd go well it's got, it's got to get something somewhere isn't he? he's eccentric 
It's fine. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, but it's just not to be... I don't know, it's, it's, it's obviously inspired by the fact you just said about fingering, but yeah. um, how good did he look yesterday? He was dressed fucking wicked. Yeah, Fantastic. It looked like it just comes straight out of, like, you know, the Zara sale. Yeah, do you know, do you know what? Um, there was a Wolves fan that responded to something that we tweeted, and that he said it was, it was so upsetting and so, like, discomforting to, to see Nuno managing another team and yeah. he said we used to sing Nuno had a dream at Molyneux and I just I didn't realize it would be with Spurs and that's 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 mm. how much he believes in that manager and he like there were really like huge mitigating circumstances to the way Wolves played last year and it was a you know we talk a lot about cycles in football and people do and he was at the end of one and lost Jota to Liverpool and Jimenez um and had silver that they bought for £35 million. He was so, so young when they bought him. And it, it, there was a lot of difficulties for him and a lot of things that he couldn't manage. And now he's at a club where he just, you know, he just has to manage. He just has to do. He just he just has to be him. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, the experiences of the players previously under Jose Mourinho were so negative that he's in a brilliant position to just really install, instill a, a newfound comfort that yeah, it's yeah. okay everyone's in the same boat right now as well because the manager and the players are in are are at the same position like the same um on the same almost on the timeline of their of, of their career in terms of what they want to achieve because you know Nuno's not won trophy after trophy these players haven't won trophy after trophy everyone's in the same boat going wanting to get to the same target in the set and are at the same place if that makes yeah, sense, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already done it, and like, right, trust me, trust you know, this is what you have to do. You don't know, so this is what you have to do. Whereas with Nuno, it's going to be, you know, that journey's all all the same way, you know, together. And, and like you and I were particular when Pochettino first went, we were quite big on um, on on Nuno at, at the time. Yeah, I um, thought he would be the best play, best best manager to replace Pochettino. Yeah. But, but again, it's another lesson to us because after, but then at the end of this season or, you know, when Mourinho went, you know, he wasn't really on any of our Eighth choice, ninth choice, maybe. But it's nice. Like I said, it was just, you know, this is one game and, and we'll see what it is, but what it does do is it does, it lays down what to, what you can expect, you know, from the team in terms of, in terms of just the, the, the basics, want, desire, grit, and, you know, and you can look at all the stats and stuff that you want and there'll be all sorts of, of stats where City beat us on pretty much everything. I'm on this. I'm on who scored at the minute, just looking at the basic stuff. And you know, we didn't win almost any any of them. <laughs> but you know, we did it really, really effectively. And stuff that you can't measure, attitude, and and just application, you know, is is stuff that makes a big deal. And if you've got those, all right, there'll be games where you fall up fall up short. You know, no problem. But if you've got those, then the majority of the fans will be on side. There there was a moment in that game, I think it was in the first half, where we we were getting pillared. And um, we we suddenly got possession and we were putting it on them. We won a few corners. And you know, know, a stat box comes up on the top left-hand side and it says, possession in the last five minutes. And it said, Tottenham Hotspur 75%, Manchester City 25%. (laughs) And I looked at that and I was like, I haven't seen that for so long. Like, it 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 could have been... Morecambe, Tottenham, Morecambe. It could have been. It could have been anybody. I just like just to see Spurs go ahead and uh, tackle a game and 
and put it on the front foot and realise our limitations and realise, more crucially, the strength of a team like Manchester City. You can't go gung-ho. You can't try and claim possession against Manchester City because they will rip you apart because they have all the money, they have all of the infrastructure and they have all of um, you know, the quality. They've got everything. So you can't just go toe-to-toe with them. But what you can be is cute. And yeah. and that's exactly what we were. And it was just when we had the moment, when we had the momentum, we were brave enough to grab it. But do you know what? I was like, towards the end of the game, and it was getting to like 80 minutes, and I was thinking to myself, and this is a part of being Spurs, I think, and what growing up and you know being abused by the football club and knowing, and knowing that we're going to get fucked at, at any moment. So you just prepare yourself. If you're going to get fucked, you know it's coming. Then you lube up, right? You just think, let's make this the least amount painful that, that, that it needs to be. So about 80 minutes, I was thinking, well, Man City, they're probably going to score two. But I know this performance shows a change, a seismic shift in in attitude in this club and on the, uh, with, with those players. And then for us to just win, <laughs> it was like... Did you fuck. not feel... Because I weirdly, obviously, like you're saying, as a Spurs fan, that's always going to be the case. You're never going to be comfortable 1-0 up, right? But... I did feel just from watching just the energy levels, what they were doing. I, mm. It wasn't like watching us 1-0 up last year, was it? You know what I mean? No. When you're sitting no. back and getting pummeled for the whole second half and you can just feel it coming. You know, It's not a case that you're doing that gloomy thing of going, oh, they're probably going to score. It was no, actually it, that it, thing of going, so... they're definitely going to. It's just a no, matter yeah. of when. So like yesterday was genuinely like, right, they, they, yeah, it could happen. It's, you know, it's probably going to happen. It's fucking Spurs, isn't it? But... Actually, I was so impressed with that, just that proper just energy level right to the final whistle. I've not seen that for ages. And, and you know, Nuno talked about um, us finishing strong yeah, against Chelsea that, yeah. and against Arsenal. And obviously City haven't played a huge amount of, of pre-season. And that probably came into it as, as well. Um, but that's why like, I know everyone Everyone seemed to be down on the whole Chelsea-Arsenal games. I thought it was great. Well, I was who? a real big thing of it at the Steve when it announced. I thought that's brilliant. I, I won't didn't see any that. of that. Who, who was who was down on those? I thought they were fantastic performances. Yeah, not the performances, just on the fact that those games were happening. You know, and I was oh, like, oh right, right, right. right. Like, you're going to go in. You know, you can't. They're going to be. Um, they're going to be competitive, um, and and you're going to have to go into it. You can't. You can't do it half ass against those games. It's going to be great preparation. Hello, I'm sorry, a minute. My daughter's just wandered in. So talk amongst yourselves. No, get her on. Get her on. I'm say hi to Uncle Flav. Go on. Then. Hello, what did you babe. Think? All right. What did you think about Tottenham against Man City? We watched at Anthony. What did you think? Oh. Who did you sell? Did you jump up and down when the whistle went? There's no child. There's, there's no yeah, child. She's, she's having a psychotic episode. Yeah. yeah. Hear her. Alex is fine. <laughs> no. Fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, all, right. all right. Al, tend to your child and uh, we'll carry on and then come back whenever you're ready. Like this is a wholesome workplace, isn't it? This is what you're supposed to be, like yeah. like a zealot, like back in the day in the eighties. Throw that child in a bin. <laughs> Put it under the stairs. You would have just when... heard. Sorry, excuse me one second. You just heard a and a cry, and then the door shut. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry. What were you saying? Just like straight back into it as well. No uh, emotional can, can I, worries. While there, <laughs> while there is a break, can I just take a moment to apologise to all the new patrons who were expecting what we call the five statements we uh if you want to join our patreon you can fighting cock no it's not i always do this uh patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the fighting cock 
Um, we do three or four podcasts a week. Uh, most of it's about Spurs. There's a couple of other bits we do as well. And every after every Premier League game, we do a instant reaction. And it was really unfortunate because um, I was in Cornwall and Spurs managed to beat Manchester City, which is obviously something that people want to listen to, an instant reaction. Spurs fans talking about us should beat in the champions of England. Unfortunately, I was on the most uh, backward fucking uh, caravan. I don't know what you call them. Like um, uh, Holiday Park. Holiday Park. And they didn't have Wi-Fi, Carl. They had they had no <laughs> Wi-Fi. They didn't have Wi-Fi. Nor what was reception. it like a centre park site thing, but a budget one? No, yeah, no, not no, not centre, like Haven Holidays, but like reduced by fifty percent. <laughs> like they, they hadn't they hadn't even filled the park. Like there wasn't enough caravans to fill the park. But anyway, look, it was nice. It was nice. To, you know, I wouldn't have minded if like you know getting away with the the kids and um, the misses, and we had a lovely time. It was fantastic. It was just that. We just pulled off one of the biggest results in the last 10 years and um, I couldn't record, I couldn't do anything. So apologies to anybody who's become a patron. There's, there's been loads actually, like massive uptake in our patron over the last week or two. So thank you for joining. Apologies that there wasn't a five statements for that. Um, we'll make it up to you, I promise you. Anyway, um, Carl. Yeah. What's been great is, and we've talked about players that were perhaps you know, thrown under the bus under Jose Mourinho was that when Sanchez and Dyer started, you do worry, don't you? Oh, yeah, you always do. You know, and I, I, I don't think, I've, I never thought Sanchez was a bad player. But, you know, he I just always think he's so inconsistent. You know, he, he can, he, you know, he's even during the times when he was a bit off, like he'd still have the odd game when it was quality. And then it just, you know, it just have a game where it was like just an absolute egg, you well, know what I mean? tackle on Bra- um, De Bruyne, like yeah. Alex mentioned, it was just gold, wasn't it? It was just like yeah, at that moment you thought, there's no problem. Wouldn't well, yeah, no, but also no... when I think like I had that thing of seeing the starting lineup yesterday, obviously we were against City, De Bruyne wasn't starting, like, you know, but it's still thinking like this is, like, you know, Skip was back in the middle and like there's that thing of we know he's good, right? And he had a great season on loan. But is he good? But it, it, yeah, it was that question of like, he's in the middle. And I know he's with Hoiberg, yeah. who's solid as anything. But, you know, it's part of you just thinks, is this going to be the game? We're going to be like, oh, he's not ready, is he? Like, you know what I mean? So every part, I saw that in loads of parts of the, across the pitch. Tanganga even like, you know, you're thinking, oh, he's going to get done down the left, man, by Sterling. Like, there was, I looked at the team sheet and I was like, you know, this is, we, we could be in trouble. We could be getting an absolute show. Absolutely. I don't think there's, there's no one that looked at that team sheet, when I looked at their their, their starting eleven, and it didn't even, even include Foden and yeah and uh, De Bruyne, I thought, well, on paper, there's no chance we can beat this lot. But because of all the narrative, and you know how the football gods work, yeah, yeah. that I just felt like, I kept saying to my mates that weren't Spurs, I've got a WhatsApp group for people that ain't Tottenham. And I was like, lump on Tottenham. After all the narrative around Harry Kane, all the shit that's going on about Harry Kane, Lump on Spurs, we will win this. This is the way. Yeah, it was fate, innit? You can't have the team that Kane is supposedly going to, you know, to win trophies. It was all. It was. It was almost written in the stars. Yeah. We were going to bash him while he's not even in the fucking stadium. And, the, and the fans, was he? I don't know what was he. Was he hiding somewhere? And the fans were I singing. Thought... Oh, Sorry, go on. I'm well, just saying the fans were singing. Um, Harry Kane. Um, are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching Harry Kane? Yeah, and that I was cool. That was what. That was great. I, mean, oh, I thought you said it was crap. I was, you, no, you, it was great. It, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, it, it's 
it, it was a bit more. It's that even it, even the chant sounded a bit tongue in cheek. Like there was no like it wasn't like an aggressive. Are you watching Harry Kane? Well, I, think mean? Should, I think it should have been. I think like that's balls out mentality. That's like yeah, raw dog mentality, isn't it? It's like you may be great, but this is what you're missing. I mean, I was sick of it yesterday. Even when Son scored, like the first thing that came out of Martin Tyler's mouth was, "Oh, here's you know, yeah, Son scored. You know, someone who's definitely staying." I was like, "Shut the fuck, yeah, fuck up. off!" Yeah, like, yeah. Are you, like, have you got nothing else in your weasel little old shriveled cock life? <laughs> Where, like, oh god, oh god. Did you, did you see the kid? Did you see the kid holding up the sign saying? Kane, come to City. Let us ease your pain. I hope. I hope whoever was, I hope someone in the warm up. I hope when we were pra- doing shooting practice. I hope they took down that little net behind the goal. And I hope that kid got one <laughs> flat in the face. Yeah, the worst smack- thing is that kid didn't write that sign. No kid speaks like that. That was, yeah, some, exactly. that was some absolute gross yeah. melt dad. Melt dad. Proper little middle yeah. class poetry major dad. Gone. Oh, I got. A great, <laughs> I got a great idea for you, son. I, don't I won't even know do it. Boy or girl. I won't do it. But you, as my son, you have to take all of the oh. shit that's going to come with this. Yeah, yeah. But I won't buy you a proper sign. Do it. Take the side of to get the. We'll, we'll cut up your HelloFresh delivery box, and you can write on the side of that. <laughs> um. So my mate Alex, another Alex. Um. He he went to the game. He, he from Falmouth in Cornwall. Um, which is like, if people don't know where Falmouth is, it's about as far away from London as you can possibly get in the British Isles. Anyway, he's a big Spurs fan, and he's a mate of mine. Anyway, he um, he got a ticket for for this game, and we were we met up um, in Falmouth uh, the, the day before this game, and I was like, "Are you really going to go?" Like, I get like going from Holloway or wherever you might be, like just travelling into Tottenham to watch a you game. get football. going from Holloway. Couldn't be... <laughs> Not even middle. I thought you were going to say oh, I could get going from like Bristol or from you know, <laughs> Swindon, but you've gone You've gone the closest place to Tottenham. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. All right, I could get going Five from where, quid I, Uber. where I live now, which is Wiltshire, which it might it would take me about two and a half hours to get to the stadium, door, for, door, door to door, right? I can understand that. From, from where he is, he's so much further. It's like, it's at least, it might it, well. It's a six-hour journey just to get like to the stadium. Direct train, isn't it? You got like you got to go to Truro, like Exeter, and places like that. And well, change. you go to, to Truro, you can get a direct train from Truro to Paddington, and then from Paddington it's another hour to Tottenham. Oh, so he, like he's having like he and and I, and I was saying to him like it like are you like is this like get it? You love Spurs, and even he, he was saying if I you know I'm going to turn up and I'm going to see Darren Sanchez at centre-back after doing a six-hour journey against Manchester City. <laughs> and um, and then, and I spoke to him today and he said that was one of the, the greatest days supporting Spurs that he's had in oh, a long, long time. The atmosphere every- sounded... I was so jealous. Yeah, like, yeah. The atmosphere sounded absolutely incredible. And like I said, that minute, we've talked about it before, but, you know, we're, we're that kind of minute solid that kind of culminated in, in that Sanchez tackle and De Bruyne and just the roar. And I was, oh, I'd have been going fucking... <laughs> mental at that i i said those tackles they are they're, they're genuinely the most important thing to me in in it may be in life second second third or fourth being able to see that my team do those types of tackles yeah is, yeah. Your, is your daughter still I, listening to this she's uh, I've, I've put her in front of the ipad now okay. um but yeah i mean it's it's you know take away the the daughter and me, me. i mean you those kind of count as the same thing because you're tottenham as well but uh, yeah, it's, it's pro- other than her and you know my relative health. Uh, I want to see tackles like that. 
he said, he said there was a moment when Jaffet Tanganga got taken off and he had to walk around the pitch. And he said the noise of Jaffet Tanganga, you're one of our own, which was poetic because, yeah. you know, it's about Harry Kane and Jaffet Tanganga is one of our own. And I think that chant shouldn't be just preserved for Harry Kane. It's not like the, you know, it's, it, that should be that should be a chant that we sing to any player that comes through the youth academy that yeah, lives locally, yeah. right? And like, then like, yeah, yeah, and, and Tanganga's even more local than Harry Kane. Anyway, doesn't matter who deserves it more. It's just that it was bellowing throughout the stadium. It was like deafening, and it's a kid who isn't isn't expected to. We none of us expect Tanganga to go on and do great things like Harry Kane has done, but the fans were like bellowing that out. And Alex said to me on the phone today, he goes, when I was sitting there and I was listening to that and he was saying, if Harry Kane wants to give up that, that adulation, that energy, that complete adoration for, for just for playing football, for, to, to, to join Man City and become a footnote in, the, in their history, to become a tiny cog in a massive machine then he can just go. And I'd rather sing it to Sanganga than, than I would Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can't argue with that, really. And you've seen, like, fans, obviously, like, everyone, all the stadiums were full this weekend. And it was just everything. I mean, this weekend was great. I mean, it's amazing what, for, what just being excited, what this weekend has done, right? Because you watched Arsenal get absolutely fucking pumped <laughs> on Friday, which was We need cool. to talk about so, it. So, I loved it. Social media was, on, was at its absolute peak on Friday night. And then, and then obviously that on Sunday, it's amazing. And I, from someone that hasn't been invested like hardly at all these last eighteen months, for for the reasons we've discussed, to me being that, do you know, what, I, I was watching, um, <laughs> I was watching, I was, I was watching Premier League years two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve this afternoon. Watched it all, sat there, <laughs> watched it all on my sofa, glued to it. That, that's the difference that it can make. But we saw. Like I said, we've seen that with, with Tanganga. That was something about football that is great and that is unique. We saw, you know, I know it's Chelsea, but you saw Trevor Chalabar score that goal for Chelsea on on Saturday. And, and it was more about the way he celebrated, like just a young kid, you know, absolutely overcome with with emotion of, of scoring a goal for where he's worked his way up for so long. That was, you know, that was great to see. I just love it. it this has been a goat weekend. I've, yeah. I've loved it. Just um, even the president of Rwanda started mouthing <laughs> off about Arsenal on Twitter. Yeah, that was that. When that was that was the real cherry on the pie on Friday, man. But After also they... the week was great because obviously Flav was on the overlap and he got to witness Ty having an argument with with Jamie Carragher and honestly and Gary Neville and who's discussing who's talking about Premier League title. Us. So I haven't laughed like that for years. So if people don't know, the overlap is Gary Neville's um, thing on his YouTube channel. And I went up there, I was just for the record, I was paid to go. I wouldn't have just gotten a train to Manchester from where I live because it was a, a six-hour journey in itself. I'm just saying, I wouldn't have just done that, right? I got paid to go. I'm not going to be that sort of weird dickhead who just travels anywhere just to go on telly, right? It's not me, <laughs> I promise. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that that moment, like what you didn't see when they were recording and, and Roy Keane and Gary Neville are, are having to go at Ty and he's having to go back and literally everyone in the crowd were going, oh my God. But I, yeah. I was literally like the cringing, like, I was like, like cringing myself in half. It was that, that embarrassing. But, um, it's been a good anyway. week. 
Yeah. It's been a great week. Uh, yeah, so Arsenal, uh, like like I said earlier, I was in this caravan park, so I had no Wi-Fi, no reception. So I was like, detra- like removed. All I could get through was WhatsApp messages. So I was just reading everyone's WhatsApp messages. Uh, messages, And um, when they lost, and I didn't, like again, why I had no doubt that Spurs are winning and Arsenal were going to lose, it was just the same thing. Um, yeah, it was yeah. just a wonderful, wonderful thing, wasn't it, Carl? Just, just to see him just get turned over and the meltdown that happened and the fact that they look so weak and the fact that they spent £50 million on Ben White. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. It's the funny one because, like, you know, yeah, it's sort of, everyone's been talking about so so obsessed with the Harry Kane bloody transfer saga. They, they Somehow that one slid by without people going, are you out of your goddamn mind? Like, that is he's, so much he's money. He's a good defender, but he's like 50, 50 million. million, though. Seems a lot. That's so much money, Charlie. It's, uh, it, it's been great, honestly. Like, it's, there's you just watching. It's amazing how quickly you go. I think James Alcott said it as well on, on Twitter. Like, it's amazing now that it's part of the culture now that Arsenal lose, and then you go and do the rounds on on YouTube and stuff. And uh, I was yeah. just joy. And like ben, the Ben White stuff is absolutely ridiculous because every defender in the top in a top six team is good on the ball. They have to be now. There isn't other defenders that are not decent on the ball. Dyer's good on the ball. Yeah. Sanchez would be good on the ball. No, he's That's not. That's not enough. You no, have to be not. able to defend. If he's, you're not, defend, he's not. Defend. He's not. Sanchez isn't good on the ball. He's now protected by uh, Santos' uh, tactics. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is he's, he's he's capable. He's can't. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not like. Yeah, I'm he can sure control he the ball and pass it to the nearest player. When, like. when the ball, do you, like, do you not like absolutely freak out? Like in my head, like, I don't no. express it outwardly. Like, I'm just sitting there normally. I look like a normal human being, but when the ball's passed to Sanchez, inside my brain, I'm freaking out. Like, like in a big, big with, way. I don't get that with Sanchez. No, I've, I don't. Yeah, he's not that. Yeah, he's not. It's, Fazio or something, is it? Like, he's like, yeah, still... It's one of the very few things that Bardi and I agree on. It's a it's a hill we both want to to die on together, yeah, like Bardi, holding hands. Bardi, Bardi like dies on so many hills and he won't change it just because he doesn't really look wrong. And even when he is blatantly wrong, he will maintain that position because he will yeah, not... Actually, we had a bit of back and forth about Bergwijn actually during the first half. Uh, but other than that, it was uh, we we were we were friends. It was fine. Boys, did you yeah, see what was the, the what was oh, go oh, on, yeah, what, so what, no, what, what was the, the chat about? Yeah, what was the beef? But I believe he's painfully, painfully average. Uh, and although, and I said, and I said this in that, but look, he's doing a job, and they were saying, look, well, his pressing is vital. And I was like, yeah, but there's plenty of players that can that can run and and press and and work hard. That's that's a prerequisite. You know, that's 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 not the basics. Uh, I was just really, he just, I, some, uh, he really, 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 really frustrates me. But it is frustrating. But like, he's, if he, he, he clicks with finishing, I think that will change. I do think, you know, because at the minute he's got that whiff of, you know, when Aaron Lennon was having a bit of an off patch. You know, he did all the running, but nothing else at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that Liverpool, I think that li- missing that Liverpool chance, I think has just killed him. Do you reckon if he, if he would have finished that that the the chance that he went through, where it could have made it two 0 do you think you'd be a little bit more lenient, Al? Yeah, maybe. But and but also the problem was was it it, it wasn't necessarily the lack of confidence in the finish because you think maybe he kind of opens his, a confident Bergwijn maybe opens his body up and tries to put it the other side of 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 Edison. 
But it was his. The problem was was his first touch was so horrific. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. His first touch was horrific and made that chance harder than it than it should have been. And that's more of a question of of not maybe not ability. I don't know. Like, it's one game. I'm not going to take him off in there. But I've said from the start, I'm not I'm not a fan. But I also said, who else are you going to play in, instead of him today? No one. There isn't anyone else you're going to play instead of him today. Maybe Lacelso, but he wouldn't have. Um, you know. He he's not had the best preparation either. So look, he's played, he's done all right in preseason, and he's done okay. But um, you know, and hopefully we've still got a few more to come in. You know, you have got Romero to come and start. You know, I'm not sure what what involvement Brian Brian Hill will will have, at least to start with. But it sounds from everything we're hearing today that another centre back's on on the way, and and it's there'll not... probably be another two forward facing signings as well. So Alex, it's not Brian Hill, is it? Say the word. Say it. Say how it's supposed to be said. Hill. No. Hill. No. Bry? No. Well, Brian. Brian's fine. It's right. his surname. Well, I'm not calling him Brian. Hill. Hill. Brian. Hill. Oh, okay. Hill. I thought you were going to try and make me call him Brian Gill. No. You West Country, uh, country folk. Pain Where do you in live? Ass. West Country. Uh, have you seen um, Charlie, Charlie Kane has been trending on Twitter today, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, I saw a few tweets about that. What's the, what's the sort of this like a, a joke? There's like a running joke people are doing their version. Well, it's, of. it's not. A, I mean, it's just someone tweeted something mental about Charlie Crane, Charlie, Charlie Kane, um, and then like Spurs fans just latched onto it. Yeah. And uh, I think the first one, it might be wrong, I, and forgive me if uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, Yirami, he says Charlie Kane still uses a sippy cup, right? Uh, Charlie Kane tried to study for a COVID test. Susan says Charlie Kane scheduled sex with his wife. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, Charlie Kane spends seven hours staring at the orange juice because it said concentrate. (laughs) Charlie Charlie Kane is so dumb. He tried to climb Mountain Dew. Uh, I've no just seen one here that Charlie Kane thinks there is actually hot single girls in his area. <laughs> That's from Becky. <laughs> I bet T be having the time of his life with all these. He he said uh, Charlie Kane still pays for ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's that's not bad. Charlie Kane uh, when he says uh, when he says to cook the lasagna at 120 degrees, he uses one of those little maths things. Yeah, protractors. Protractors, yeah. Um yeah, what what's your what's your feeling about um Harry Kane at the moment and, and Charlie Kane? Like if you get Charlie Kane, like he's a, a twat and that shouldn't be anywhere near negotiations of a, a player as good as his brother is, but it is what it is. But Harry Kane must be looking at that and, and must be thinking that if Manchester City don't come in for the money that Spurs want and we have to demand that money because we have the leverage for the length of the contract, of course we do. But what's he thinking now? Like, actually, the question should be: What do you think will happen to Harry Kane from this point forward? Because it isn't what what was seen conclusive was him going to Manchester City, but it doesn't seem conclusive at all now. Carl, what do you think? Well, I I'm always a bit dubious about assuming what's happened, you know, behind closed doors. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I think he's probably, you know, I think he's acted a bit, you know, a bit of a bollocks, right? But it could be a 
a sort of series of different people putting, you know, his his brother being a, a fucking melt. You know, it's all like I think he's got a lot of um, pressure on him right now, and I think it probably felt like a few weeks ago it was going to be a very simple transfer, and he was like, Do you know what, maybe it's time to go. I think at that point, before like the money started getting thrown around. We would have probably gone, look, it's sad he's leaving, but you can't, you know, he's, he wants to win trophies, whatever. If they would come in with 150 million and it would have happened as a quick transfer, I think most Spurs fans would have gone, well, it's, it is what it is, isn't it, right? Yeah. But obviously, I think through bad advice and ad- like people around him, it hits money. And because the money then didn't come in that we wanted, um, I think that's, that's created the, the, the problem and so well, I'm not as paid, harsh on him as actually I think a lot of people are. So if, if say, they don't ma- ma- match the money and it falls through, you know, if he just, I'm totally, like, if he just came out and said, look, you know, I've, I thought it was happening, I, I messed up, you know, I was basically told to stay off social media because uh, not to just, not, not to influence it, just to step back and let it happen or whatever happens, happens. I would totally just be like, "That's fine, mate. Just get on with it. Play football. If you play well, you're you're back in the game." Yeah, I was. I don't really. I, I don't really get what I don't know. I don't, just quickly. I just want to. Just, I don't. I think it's a bit much. People going from you know him being our talisman for years, giving us the best years of his life, and we haven't won anything. You know, he's a player. He's good enough that he. It would be nice if he had some trophies, isn't it? It's, even though it's not about that, but like I feel like it's a bit rich. Suddenly, just instantly turning on him and going like, "He's a fucking idiot, mate. I hope he fucking goes." Or like, Fuck him, Carl. Fucking he orders chips with his curry. You know he does. Yeah. I. Uh, the thing is, I think some of, some of that's a. It's like a defense mechanism, is it? Because it's much easier to yeah. say, like, "Fuck you, then." But I, I was. I, I. I'm less of that. I was a bit like that, but I'm less of that situation now because the fact that there was not a single thing from him on on social media about the game yesterday like yeah. even if you just play the game like play it might, it might be down at game. flav's trailer park yeah. yeah he doesn't have any reception he's down just just play that Perrin port that. in cornwall yeah <laughs> play that part you know do the you know the the tweet before and like oh you know yeah just do like, it just fucking send the tweet yeah like, and then something and then... happens but absolutely nothing at all and I, after that, I was a bit like, well, do you know what? You know, there's, there's, at the end of the day, you're getting advice, but it's you listening to this advice. And and I do feel that it's that he has been, he's probably been hung up to dry a little bit by, by City, or he's just got some terrible, you know, I genuinely think, I think that the word has been put to Man City that 100, 120 million quid would get him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've gone, okay, well, they've got him with 100, but they will come back. Don't worry, sit tight, sit tight. The word, words come from who? Game, wasn't it? Words come from who? Well, probably oh, yeah. from Charlie Kane, but from from this whole gentleman's <laughs> agreement bollocks. So, so the, the richest, one of the richest families in the world, richest business in the world, are taking the word of fucking Charlie Kane. No, but that's how, but that's how it how it worked because because you have those discussions no, beforehand no because you don't there's... have that conversation with the clubs be- beforehand. No, it just doesn't happen. No, there isn't that. That that. So, do you think that the 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 owners of Man City don't have a direct line to every chairman? In um in no, the Premier League, yeah, but of course they do. But you have to. But there's but there's an element of of. Well, then um, we go. Well, what Charlie Charlie Kane said. No, I'm Charlie not Kane saying. Said, I'm not saying that they sat there. But what I'm saying is, is that there will be a thought, and whether that's come from previous discussions from Kane's team saying, look, we you know we have a gentleman's agreement of it's around that 
that number. So despite what they tell you, you know, don't worry, we reckon we could push it to get through to that. Yeah, there's all sorts of discussions that go beforehand. But then I think the whole Jack Grealish thing has come along and and it's just put more spanners in the work. And I also think that, you know, with the situation, if we'd have finished Champions League, you know, if we'd have finished fourth, for example, uh, and the whole Super League thing hadn't happened and Levy wasn't probably at his lowest ebb popularity-wise as he's ever been, then it might have been a bit more of a of a of a simple discussion. But either way, whatever you think about how about whether it's him or whether it's City, I, I mean I don't really care. More so was the fact of that he can come out and send a message to Justin Rose and say absolutely nothing about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club for the last yeah. for the last month. So it's explain what that, explain what that is because people some people might not know. So Justin uh, Justin Rose what, is a British golfer that won a. Uh, tournament and you know hurricanes into his golf and their their buddies and and sent a, a message over Instagram I think it was um, a video message, um, but like I said to tweet absolutely nothing before the game and then particularly nothing afterwards like just you know great result you know anything it and could have been the most vanilla think, PR thing ever I suppose yeah I suppose I think might this might be that I don't care what players tweet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I don't. No, I don't. But I, 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 to me, that's not even. That wouldn't even cross my mind as something to hold against him. Do you know what I mean? I don't care about Twitter. I don't care about Instagram. Whatever. Like what players do on there, I just don't give a shit, man. It's probably. probably. I always think of it as just yeah. as a PR person anyway. On the whole, like. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, I literally, I'm just going to wait until it's done, and then I'm going to make my decision about how I'll feel then. I think. But uh, regardless, now, think things won't. Be, things have changed. Now, in terms of the way Harry Kane will be looked at and thought of now, even if he comes out afterwards and says, like you said, like you said, Carl, um, you know, look, things were, were discussed. It was it was something that, you know, I, I took advice, tried to just be quiet on it and let the situation play out. And this is where it's at now. And now I'm going to give everything. I'm still at Tottenham Hotspur and I'm going to give everything. I think that's fine. I think everyone will be like, yep, OK, good. We're back on board. But there will still now be that asterisk against him. Yeah. It won't be the same. It never. It never will. Be. I'll never feel quite the same about him. Whether well, that's no, right or wrong, I don't know. The, but, the, the, but... the only the only way that he fixes this situation right now, because I feel like Manchester City are not going to come in with 160 million. If you believe the ITKs, it's 160 million pounds. Uh, Daniel Levy said you have to come in with 160 million pounds, or we're not talking. So they're, they're, like, there's no discussion. You have to come in with that amount, and then we can start talking. If Manchester City can't do that, and I can't see a world where they can do it because they've just spent a hundred million in quid. Like, they, they, like I know they've created one of the biggest clubs in 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 world football without being one of the biggest clubs in world football in the last ten years. But they've somehow fucked themselves by signing Grealish for a hundred million because if yeah, you yeah. sign Grealish for a hundred million, you can't expect Harry Kane to sign for a hundred million. The world media the football media knows that Harry Kane is worth much more than Jack Grealish so you can't then force Tottenham's arm and say yeah we want you to we want you to accept 100 million for Harry Kane when if you go by that by by the very market you created by signing Grealish then Harry Kane is worth 160 million so Daniel Levy is in his in his right position to say we're not going to start talking to you because Harry Kane has three years left on his contract we're not going to start talking to you till 160 million and, at that and, Carl, point... and Carl's right though, because you know the rest of it, everything are based around the transfer is all just noise. Okay, you, you know, and, and everyone puts different weight on different things, and and some stuff bothers other people, and it doesn't, and it doesn't bother other people. That that's perfectly right. But 
it will not be the same now. No matter how much we love him afterwards, if he ends up staying, he'll always be that partner that actually had a fling for a month and then told it's us not that. Real, and we had it? to sit down and have a chat. It's, it's, in, in the work, like, he wasn't rutting somebody for months, you know, having a Yeah, but he was casting eyes. It was a little cheeky, you know, stag do. Yeah, were you, were you right? Were your missus doing that? Uh, no, but what would I We've had to have a conversation in the living room at two o'clock in the morning, both you know still fully dressed of a night out, and you know we've had to sit there and talk it through after the, at, you know until two three o'clock in the morning, and we've you know we've decided to to to, to keep going for the for the sake of the kids for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it is, and, and and like I said, like if 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 he, the, I feel like the only out for Harry Kane right now is. If he doesn't get his moves, he has to sign a new contract. He has to. Yeah. And and you've seen it before. You saw it with Lampard and you saw it with Gerard, especially. Um, and the difference is that Gerard went on to win a couple of pots, didn't win the league, but he was happy. He's, he, he's regarded as a legend. It's, does Harry Kane want to, you know, can he sign a new contract and believe in what might be happening at Tottenham? And, and realizing that we have this massive stadium and, and Daniel Levy seems to want to spend a little bit more money than he had he had done previously, just to be a part of that moment where we do do it, where we win the league or we win like the, the FA Cup back to back, or we just get a series of momentous, glorious moments that he could be a part of, not only be a part of, be the centre of. Like, do you want to give up that and and be and and, and be a a legend? Well, yeah. I mean, the answer to that is yes. He does. He does want to give it. I don't. I don't think. You know. I don't understand. Then why, he's a fucking people... idiot. He's an well, idiot. Yeah, people, we know, and I don't. I don't think this is really an arguing this is, point. This I think isn't this is pretty straightforward. Alex, this isn't. As this he's isn't... got better, he's no, always no, but... been about himself. We this isn't this. Berbatov giving up, like leaving Spurs, or this isn't Sheringham leaving Spurs, or Carrick or Modric, or any of the others that left us, or Bale. That we we are primed. To, to potentially do something, yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, you say that, but like you know, he's he's it, he's a, such a crucial part of the club, and it has been his whole adult life, right? And you know, he's seen us go through the Pochettino growth period of like, you know, there was a period where it looked like we might do something, and then we've sort of then regressed, and then Mourinho came, and that just went so shit. Like he's watched us regress quite drastically. So in his head, he's probably thinking we're further away now than we were three years ago from winning something. Four yeah, years we, ago, we all so we all so. I, but I, so I've, I've got. I understand a player of his quality yeah. just thinking this might be my last chance. My legs are going to go whatever at some point. He's already like, he's already not as rapid as he was. You know, he's had to change his game a bit, and he's good enough to manage to do that and still be world class. I totally, I know it's all, we all want to believe the romanticism. I'm sure he does because he's given the best years. He could have, you know, I'm sure, you know, if he would have put the feelers out a few years ago, we, we, someone would have come in and picked him off our hands for loads of money. But, you know, he wanted to stick with the programme. And actually, it's he's all, I think he's probably had his, like he, his heart broken a few times by Tottenham in, in us failing at the, and always losing at the last minute and all that stuff. I, I, I sort of understand why he'd want to go. Yeah, I, do. I, I have no I have no issue with, with him going. And I think I think he's as a professional, I think he's probably he's probably right to. And I just feel that um 
As he's got better, though, his I don't believe his his main focus is is Tottenham Hotspur. I felt for a long time, but his main focus is is himself and what he wants to achieve as a professional. And I think that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's quite it's admirable, and that's why when when Man City can come in and offer him this not shortcut, but well, I suppose yeah, it is a shortcut. Then it is. It's not a real. It's a, yeah, it's an empty it, trophy, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I I don't I don't think that he really is that bothered about whether he wins a trophy at Tottenham or whether he does it at Man City. I don't. I genuinely don't think that that's actually really any part of his makeup. I think he stayed at that point because we were on the right track. Then the track has you know fallen apart, <laughs> uh, and now it's time to get off. But there's ways of doing it, and he's gone about it the wrong way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's right. I think I I don't think any of us really kind of if 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 it had just come out and said look I I've I've had enough you know I've been here for so long and I've been the best player and I just wanted to see what's out there I don't think it, we this this entire conundrum or scenario through the summer wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have it was it was yeah. like all right we understand definitely right so this is the figure this is how much you're worth based on the contract you have left if a club comes in we'll let you go. But it wasn't that. It was the con- it was a fucking interview with Gary Neville. It was Pep Guardiola saying X, Y, and Z. It was it was Manchester City buying Grealish for a hundred million that made it impossible for Harry Kane yeah, to leave yeah. Tottenham. And and do you really has to come out afterwards? Do you feel that me personally, I'd be re- if he ends up staying, you know, then okay, you know, like I said, Carl said, I have I have a sympathy for his position. But I'll be disappointed if he doesn't. He's going to have to come out and say, Something. not explain, but he's going to have to say, look, this was the situation I found myself in. I, I never wanted to disrespect the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the position I was in. It's not happened, but I want you to know that I am fully focused on delivering the best I can. I don't, I don't know what he, what he could say that would actually make any sense. Mate, you'd watch one interview of him crying and apologising. You'd be back on board. I guarantee it. I'd suck his dick if he did that. <laughs> he scores a hat trick, yeah. and then you'd be like, "Hey, he's, he's Harry Kane, isn't he?" Yeah, yeah absolutely. A couple absolutely. of goals. Michael Dawson said as much, didn't he? After the game, and was like, "Look, you know, it's the we need the fans need to have their say about it." And Harry Kane will. will there's going to come a point whether he ends up staying or whether he goes to Man City, but Harry Kane will have his say about it, and then we'll then. Then the then you assess the situation from there, um, but okay. like I said, it was just nice to be able to stick it to to Sky yesterday. You know, of just all their talk was, you know, the game was irrelevant. The game was a foregone conclusion. But oh, there's a conversation to be had about Harry Harry Kane that we can talk about for a half hour before and after the game, and half an hour during it. It seemed, yeah, and yeah. for us to then say, well, you want to talk about something? Talk about this wallop. Yeah, yeah. The, that, that dick in your mouth. Yeah, uh, I also loved uh, Mika Richards giving it to Sunes. Oh, that was quality. Well, it it was it was so good. It was because you could see just... Sunes was so like Sunes cannot see like what everyone else can, which he's obsessed <laughs> with Pogba. Yeah, like, he's he's obsessed. It's like Pogba's done something to him that none of us know about. He just cannot. Every topic ends up about him. Yeah, like it's it's creepy. Well, I doubt Pogba even knows who he is as well. Absolutely. Like just yeah, he wouldn't have a clue, mate. He'd walk past him in the street. It was it was it was so weird because he was just like um, it was just like that. Mick Richards was saying completely normal thing, and you know, just go back to the overlap thing that we did with uh, Gary Neville. It was um, we had a, a geezer from Manchester Manchester United fan, uh, Adam McCullough, and he was saying 
he goes, how can you, like he was talking to Gary Neville, he started saying, how can you, um, how can you possibly talk about Harry Kane as, uh, and talking about him as a saint when Paul Pogba, the way you talk about Paul Pogba is like he's shitting on Manchester United. And Gary Neville went, well, Gary, oh, I know Harry Kane, I've worked with him and he is a saint. And Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba has over and over again has said that he wants to leave the football club. And Michael Richards said, he's never said that. Mina Royola said that. It was just like the guy, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's just. Yeah, because, but for Neville, I sort of understand it because he's, he's a Man United man at heart, isn't he? So, like, I understand yeah, why he's a bit bias, more nice. inclined to sort of dig out a Man United player he thinks is disrespecting the club than a, than a Tottenham player. But, like, yeah, with Soonis, it just feels way more irrational, doesn't it? <laughs> a bit racist, isn't it? Well, that, that's what it was. And it felt yeah. like Mick Richards was on, was, you know, that's what we've all been saying and thinking for a long time. Yeah. And Mick Richards wanted it, to say it, man. Yeah. <laughs> see, I love Mick Richards. I fucking love that guy. The truth. He's, a good, right. he's, um, he's a good pundit, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's very funny and, uh, and a good egg. And, you know, he says, says it how it should be said. All right. This has been the Fighting Got podcast. Thank you very much, Carl Donnelly. Cheers, mate. And uh, Alex from Bristol. You're a legend. Well, Thank you. Fucking come on, Spurs. Like, what, Love what, it. What, what can we do? We, we might do something this season. When I say do something, I'm not talking about winning the league. I'm talking yeah. about recreating the experiences we had under Pochettino. That's Fuck what that. I'm talking about. Fuck yeah. that. Something's happening. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Something's happening. It's going to happen, guys. Well, how big? Huh? Big. How big? Like, what can we... yeah, big, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Something like... Like yeah. uh no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. We, I understand you saying big. Carl, you get you get it when he says big, you get it? Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, he gets it. I get it. Girthy. 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 Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. 
Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.